You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And we've been taking you through all the angles of draft prep, uh, helping you set your board, strategies, tips, things you need to know to dominate your draft in 2018. Guys, you shouldn't draft. Looking at Stockwatch. Well, the next thing I do as an annual tradition at Sporting News, uh, been uh, doing this uh, expert fantasy thing for a while, is breaking down the sleepers and steals there that you can look at, the best value picks, and did it a little differently this year, and I'll break it down on the show here. Went through the seven best that I like at the four positions there. So exciting stuff, guys, that you want to learn about more and uh, look at your draft sheets and uh, circle them there to help you uh, find these guys that are undervalued and are going to outproduce their draft status there. So I'm also happy to announce that we're going to have some big changes coming to Lockdown Fantasy Football. So if you're an old listener or a new listener, you'll be excited by that. We'll have a little bit more expert insight into the show here. And uh, also check out uh, the show I did with Brad Mader on Locked on Rams. We did a little crossover there talking about the prospects of the high-powered Rams offense in fantasy football in 2018. So let's dive right into uh, the sleeper steals value picks is what I call it. You can check out that story as well on sportingnews.com if you want it handy there and uh, add it to your cheat sheet there. Well, we start with a quarterback and uh, you got to look at the top here. I know quarterback, you might say, okay, there's not too many values because there's guys that are lumped in a little bit. But Drew Brees of the Saints is a guy that's undervalued, I think. I really like what Drew Brees can do. You've never seen this before, that he's ranked sixth. He's going in drafts of seventh, so people are not even buying him a sixth. They're down on the touchdowns. They're really focusing on the 23 TD passes. They think the Saints are just going to run things in again there with uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, but that's not the reality. This is a guy that's been consistently over 30 touchdowns. The yardage may not be there, and that's part of it is he's not going to throw. They're not going to trail as much. Their defense is better. They can run the ball, finish off games. So the yardage is just not going to be there when they don't need to throw. But the touchdowns are going to be there. I think the touchdowns were a little bit of a fluke. Actually, Breeze had a couple rushing touchdowns there last year. So not terrible with 25, but we're just expecting the high standard out of Drew Breeze. But the one thing about Breeze, high completion percentage, high yards per attempt. So when he gets those attempts, and if he doesn't drop back as much, he's going to maximize those. And we saw that last year. So I think you have to look at it as a fluke. That was the anomaly season. The consistency is Breeze is over 30 TDs. And when you put him at six, you're putting him as a middle-tier QB1, where this guy should be maybe a top-tier in the top three because of his consistency, his durability as well. So keep that in mind. Deshaun Watson coming off an injury. You've got uh, 
Russell Wilson and Cam Newton as a running quarterback, so things could break down there. Aaron Rodgers is coming back from injury. So they're all kind of question marks about the other guy, and I think that's why Breeze is being undervalued. He's a guy who doesn't miss games, goes in week in, week out, high-powered offense, and on top of that, Mark Ingram is going to miss the first four games, so you know they're not going to run the ball as effectively into the red zone there. Benjamin Watson is there at tight end, so familiar guy that scored six touchdowns for him a couple years ago in 2015. So all signs point to Breeze with Cameron Meredith in there as well. Michael Thomas being a better finisher. Ted Ginn making a few bigger plays here. That The 30 TDs are going to be back around the 4,500 yards, and that's plenty for a high-end QB1. Now going out of the QB1s, we look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's ranked 13 there at Fantasy Pros. We use their ex- expert consensus rankings just so we know in the industry where a guy's going. The ADP is 11 at this point, so he's going up the charts. People are still a little skeptical about Jimmy Garoppolo because they want to know, see his bigger sample size. But he gave you a lot of 300-yard games. The fantasy production wasn't there because the touchdowns weren't there. A lot of Robbie Gold field goals because this team just couldn't finish in the red zone. I think they'll be better at that. They have a good pass catching back, actually, two in Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breida. That's going to help. George Kittle, hopefully he's healthy. But if not, they have uh, Garrett Selleck and other guys that can score at tight end. Looking like a deep receiving core with the Trent Taylor and uh, Dante Pettis, Richie James, really helping out Pierre Garçon, now back healthy, who he didn't have. And uh, Marquise Goodwin is the number one there. So a lot of weapons there for Garoppolo. The touchdowns will come. He's aggressive. He's going to throw the ball downfield. I don't know if the 49ers defense is going to shut down some things. So they're going to have to score a lot of points here. And with Matt Kyle Shannon, we know that that's the case they can be that kind of offense in year two for him the way the falcons were with matt ryan so matt ryan was an awesome qb one there mvp season second year with kyle shan there's a lot of parallels there to like jimmy garoppolo we look at marcus Mariota again you have to look at parallels coaching staff you have a connection there with kyle shanahan with matt lafleur he was there at the falcons then he went over to the rams with sean McVay, turned uh, jared goff into a surprise QB1 last year. Marcus Meredith's got some weapons. If you're looking at Corey Davis and liking what he can do, and uh, Delaney Walker still left in the tank there as an older tight end. Richard Matthews is around. Deion Lewis gives them a bigger threat out of the backfield to uh, catch passes and uh, impact plays there. You got Taiwan Taylor, some other players as well. And Mariota's a very good red zone quarterback when he's healthy, and that's the thing. He's fully healthy. They're going to use him to run a little bit more when he wants to. So Mariota could have a very Wilson-like season this year with Matt LaFleur. Get the ball quickly, spread around, be a little bit more aggressive. And the key thing is, again, he's a very talented guy whose health is finally on his side. So Mariota is definitely up there for me. Now, you look at Dak Prescott. He's 19th, ADP of 17, so... He's actually going higher than Mariota, whose ADP is 18. Prescott, for this value, he's really good. I don't think he should be a QB1 necessarily, but he's a guy that I'm going to put high in my platoon streaming situation. You look at uh, Dak Prescott, he was really deployed of devoid of guys last year without Tyron Smith at left tackle, Ezekiel in the running game for the second half of last season. But he was having a pretty good season. I think people look at the losses of Des Bryant, Jason Winton, and automatically think he's not going to be good. But he can run in and support. And when Elliott's in there, he's a better runner and finisher. 
So that's going to help his production there. Also helps him off the play-action game. Michael Gallup looks like the real deal. Alan Hearns could be valuable. Cole Beasley still there as a reliable guy. You look at the Jeff Swaim and Blake Jarwin, some guys who could help him at tight end. Tavon Austin looks like a factor in the passing game as well. So the Cowboys are going to have a naturally opened up passing game with Elliott in there, and Elliott is a big factor as well as a receiver. So all that adds up to saying, yeah, Prescott is a sleeper that we're watching. Now, Blake Bortles is the guy I wrote about on SportingNews.com for reality. Ranked 21, 19th. He was actually the 17th finisher. So this is all underrated based on Bortles is going to be better than last year. You have D.D. Westbrook going to have a bigger role. D.J. Chark is going to make some big plays as a rookie. Marquise Lee, healthy as your number one. You've got uh, Austin Severian Jenkins and Dante Moncrief as well. Some good red zone targets there. Bortles is an underrated runner, can move around. They're going to build on the playoff game where the playoff games where Leonard Fournette was running and opening things up in the passing game. They'll be more aggressive downfield. Bortles, again, completely healthy. So I think Bortles and Mariota could have very parallel values in fantasy. Crack into that back half of a QB ones in terms of if you're streaming, you can go in a deeper league, 13 to 16 in that range. And I think Bortles and Mariota have that value for sure. You look at Eli Manning, he's ranked 23rd, his ADP is 27. He has was very useful a couple years ago with Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard healthy. Now he has Evan Ingram in that mix. They're all healthy together. Saquon Barkley. Someone's got to help these guys produce, and I think this is underrated. I think he's going to break free away from the Ben McAdoo mess with Pat Shermer. He's responded well in the system. He's going to be durable, so you know he's going to be available and out there if you need him as a streamer or a high-end backup. At two QB leagues, I'm looking at Eli Manning there as undervalued. And extremely undervalued is Tyrod Taylor, but he's going up because his position ranking is 27, his ADP is 22. So already five spots ahead of Manning. He's going in drafts, slowly climbing towards where Bortles is 19, Prescott 17, and Marriott at 18. So if we get better news on uh, Josh Gordon, take advantage of, of Taylor being down now. But Des Bryant was on the verge of signing when we recorded. Uh, you have Antonio Calway, Richard Higgins, David Njoku, Duke Johnson. Someone, again, has to be the orchestrator of all this and get that production. I think Taylor being criminally undervalued. I think you won't see this value there. As soon as we know Gordon's the all-clear, he's going to be going good to go and play in week one. Then all of a sudden you'll see Taylor's value jump up. So take advantage right now while he's a good value. Now, you want to get to the stadium and watch your team play. A lot of exciting players in the mix for the 2018 season. And the best way to get tickets to check out your home team is going through vivid seats. The preseason games are here. We're going to have the third preseason game, more of the dress rehearsals, so you can check out your team before the regular season or already get your tickets for the first part of the season. And Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Fancy Football listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's right. One word, all caps, Locked On. New customers only, and this deal is good through the end of August. So preseason and regular season tickets are available. Uh, get them now while they're hot. Your team's going to kick off things sooner than you think. You want to have the best seats in the house and, uh, 
know that you're good to go. And it's very easy to work with Vivid Seats. You go to vividseats.com or download the app. Enter promo code Locked On for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over. The NFL is completely back. And Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game in style with the best seat in the house. Now, we'll continue looking at the value picks that I have up on sportings.com, the steals that I have at every position, not necessarily those deep sleepers, but people that are being undervalued for where they're being taken in drafts. I look at uh, at running back. I start with Joe Mixon of the Bengals. You look at Joe Mixon, you're looking at a guy that they're tabbing for three down roll. The offensive line has improved. He's healthier right now coming in. He was hurt at the end of last season with the ankle that kind of derailed what was going on with the great increased touches for him. So it is uh, looking good for Mixon, though. He's had a pretty good camp. He hasn't been talked about too much with uh, practices. We haven't had too much buzz about him. But Gio Bernard is going to be that change of pace backup. Mark Walton, the rookie there, hasn't seen too much there. He could be a handcuff for Mixon. But Mixon looks pretty darn good here in year two. Kind of put some of the pass behind him off the field kind of focus more on the field and that scrutiny is not there as much. So Mixon is a guy that I think will be focused and productive here as a potential RB1. Now he's going as an RB2, ranked 13th in an ADP of 16. Lamar Miller can still get it going for you as a high-end RB2, maybe even an RB1, just by volume alone. There's no Dante Foreman. He's still recovering from that Achilles injury there in Houston. Alfred Blue again, ho-hum backup for Lamar Miller, but Lamar Miller just gets the job done. He doesn't flash. He doesn't have a lot of TDs. His yards per carry have slowed down from his days in Miami, that's for sure. This offensive line is not too good, but sometimes you just get enough volume and you're in the right offense where you have Deshaun Watson open things up with DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. Things are going to naturally open up for Lamar Miller. Still sorting out the tight end issue, still sorting out number three receiver. So Miller is going to be a key cog in that offense, playing off a good passing game and sometimes it just takes volume and a little bit of talent to be fantasy productive and that's where Miller's at. Deion Lewis has a ton of talent we know that got a big deal coming over from the Patriots had a big season there went over a thousand yards fantastic year and then he gets in with his Derrick Henry timeshare we're skeptical he's right there he's slowly climbing up here his ADP is still 27 so that of an RB3 I think he I see it he's natural looks like a flex play a timeshare receiving back there with Derrick Henry, but we know he's very productive as an all-around back, so he's going to get his touches. It's going to be more of a split, and you know he's going to get all the passing game works. In a PPR league, Lewis has high appeal as well, so Henry's could be the finisher, and I think Lewis could be the guy who takes over because he can give them a little bit more versatility. For Matt LaFleur, the pass run option is always there when he's in the game, so Henry might be the finisher, the goal line guy. Might be frustrating more for Henry people, but this is not the situation to Marco Murray. It was the aging plotter that didn't give you much in the passing game. Lewis got plenty left in the tank, low mileage player, and uh, can really produce. Rex Burkhead is hurting right now with a knee injury for the Patriots. Another guy right now undervalued, the 26th ranked running back 30. He's got the knee injury. People worried about Sonny Michelle and James White and uh, either Jeremy Hill and Mike Gillisley stealing all the touches there. But Burkhead was a touchdown guy. He was a receiving guy at times. Was in there in a lot of situations for Tom Brady there and in, uh, in position in the red zone to score. So a little bit touchdown uh, 
dependent maybe for Burkhead, maybe a little situation dependent, but Burkhead has good value, definitely as a flex player, and could be as a backdoor RB2, and I think 26 and an ADP of 30 is pretty low. Carryon Johnson is looking like he can carry a big load for the Lions. 31 ranking, 31 ADP, starting to look more and more impressive. Like Eric Blunt's an older back. The Oridic is just a limited back. Amir Abdullah is going to be a special teams back. So you're looking at all of that. Johnson looks totally impressive, explosive, fantastic. They traded up to get him. They want to upgrade the running game badly, want that spark of explosiveness and just big chunk runs in the backfield. And Johnson can get to them. So I really like Johnson. And I don't know if he's going to get an official starting role in week one. I think they could default to Blunt and Riddick. Blunt having some uh, familiarity with Matt Patricia. Riddick indoctrined well with his experience in Jim Bob Cooter's offense. But Johnson, I think, is going to see more and more. Chris Thompson, you look at Chris Thompson, and uh, I look at a guy that uh, – Going to be a key role coming off this leg. Samaj Pirine already coming up a lane with Jarius Geis hurt out for season. Samaj Pirine has an injury there with his ankle. Uh, there that's a little concerning. Rob Kelly didn't look that good. There he's a little bit of a plotter as well. So no Geis. Pirine hurting again. Chris Thompson on third downs. Jay Gruden loves him. This is a team that's probably going to trail a lot because their offense has some passing game potential and their defense is not very good. So... That's going to set up for some chucking there, and Thompson's going to be on the field taking advantage of that from uh, Alex Smith. Matt Breida, again, Tevin Coleman, parallels again from offense. And you look at Tevin Coleman and what he did in the Falcons' offense there, playing off the Devonta Freeman. Jerick McKinnon is also hurting at the moment. Breida's hurting, but only a minor shoulder injury. He's way ahead of Joe Williams and Raheem Mostert and some other backs, Jeremy McNichols in that mix. So Breida's going to have a big role in this offense as a key cog because him and uh, McKinnon together are keys to opening up the entire passing game. Now we look at our value picks at wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, again, I love this dude. He just comes in play. He's a baller, scores in every game. It seems like makes a big play. Just ridiculous plays in the preseason. This guy can do everything. He was a Averaged as a wide receiver one when he got his opportunities and unleashed there at Pittsburgh. This guy's going to have a big season. James Washington looks legitimately good and on the fantasy radar as a rookie. Antonio Brown is awesome. Smith Schuster just could dominate. Single coverage. These guys are going to get it all. And Smith Schuster thrown down. I love the Juju vibes coming. And I think way going way underranked in 19. I think this guy should be in the top 10 or 12 given the offense he's in. And the defense, again, bad in Pittsburgh. They're going to throw a lot there as well. And uh, there's going to be plenty of volume for him and Antonio Brown to go off this season. Chris Hogan for the Patriots. uh, Burned the Steelers in the past. But you look at Chris Hogan, it's a mess behind him. Eric Decker, Phil Dorsett, Cordell Patterson, Jano Julian Edelman for four games. Hogan scored there in the preseason game, working a lot with Tom that – Red zone chemistry is there. He's the guy that they're going to look to a lot to throw the short passes when Gronk is covered. He can get open the middle field. He can get open to stretch the big big plays. Hogan undervalued. Looking at as a back-end wide receiver, too. Well, I think he could be more like the high-end wide receiver, too, there for sure. Marquise Goodwin, criminally underranked here. 35, a borderline wide receiver, 3. That makes no sense. If he's the number one in San Francisco and Pierre Garçon is ranked ahead of him consistently, ADP is going up at 34, but 
Goodwin and Garoppolo. Goodwin is just an outstanding receiver. He used to be known as just a track star in Buffalo, not a complete receiver. But this guy, when you look at him running routes, not just a track star, speedster, home run hitter. He can do a lot of things here. He's really evolved as a receiver, and Garoppolo's connection has really helped. Speaking of quarterback connection with a guy named JG in the NFC West, Cooper Cup with the Rams. Again, 37. He's on the periphery there, ADP and ranking of an RB or a wide receiver three. I think that's ridiculous because Brand Cooks, we're getting too enamored with him and Robert Woods. There's some things, but Cup is a guy in line with Jared Goff the most. He can line up everywhere. He's going to make some big plays. Had an impressive rookie year that had him as a wide receiver three solid. So it's stupid to kind of put him outside of that periphery when he's only going to get better and have a bigger role in this offense. Robert Woods has some injury issues. Brand Cooks is limited to being maybe speedy, a big play threat at times. So Cup, I'm really feeling as a sleeper late. Calvin Benjamin, somebody has got to catch the ball in Buffalo, but he's not a bad somebody. He's a big body that can go up and get the ball. You got a big arm quarterback and Josh McCown. You got Nathan Peterman and AJ McCarron all looking for security blankets here. Benjamin is that. He's the body of a tight end. They don't really have Zay Jones healthy. Corey Coleman, Charles Clay was a Tyrod Taylor favorite. Not with this situation. So Benjamin has a new leash here um, on life with new receiving core. Not the most accurate quarterbacks, but with Benjamin, he can go up and get the ball, score some touchdowns here. And remember, LaShawn McCoy, that situation is iffy. Are they going to run the balls effectively? So they're going to chuck a lot and trail in games as well. So Benjamin is going to benefit and score some touchdowns. Sterling Shepard is a guy that I'm looking at as well. 46 in position ranking, 45 in ADP. When you look at him last year when healthy, he was a definite uh, wide receiver three that you look at. So he's not even looked at that. He's looked at it as a bench player. But he's not just going to be the slot guy now in Pat Shermer's offense. He's going to be a consistent number two presence there with Evan Ingram kind of playing the inside role. Odell Beckham Jr. looks like he'll be healthy and fine, but Shepard can play off him. He can prove that he can produce independently of Odell Beckham Jr. So I really like Sterling Shepard as a steal here late in the draft. Very Adam Thielen-like potential role there in Shermer's offense this year. Mike Williams, uh, related to Hunter Henry going down, Tyrell Williams being a speedster. They need some uh, playing ability and uh, scoring potential. Keenan Allen, not a big scorer for the Chargers. So Mike Williams, the first-round pick from last year, looking healthy, looking good, earning a key spot here. They're going to use a lot of three-receiver sets. So both Williams are going to be on the field a lot. So it's really a code number two situation behind Allen. You know we're going to draw more and more attention. So that's what we're looking at here in uh, – Los Angeles, I really like the sleeper. 55 from the ranking. ADP is 52. He is slowly climbing up there as well. Well, I mentioned there's some big changes coming for Locked On Fantasy Football. Well, Locked On NFL has already exploded here as Locked On NFL of Expert. Matt Williamson has done a great job with that show and now is a brand new lineup. Every Monday will be the Locked On local experts on the biggest stories. Then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join Matt, every Wednesday, and then you have ESPN's amazing Mike Sando joining on Thursday. Content insight that you won't hear anywhere else. So be sure to follow Locked On NFL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, to get this content weekly, daily. And I'm also happy to announce we've expanded our Locked On NFL draft coverage with the addition of Draft Dudes with Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs bringing their draft takes every day on Draft Dudes. Follow on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts to also get that and this show and a couple of great sister shows on the network. And don't forget about 
the College Football Network coming on Locked On Podcasts later in August. Now let's close with a look at the value picks at tight ends. Here, David Njoku, you look at the Browns and his situation, caught two catches there. He's actually ranked 11th. His ADP is 13. There's no way this guy should be out of the periphery of a tight end one when guys like Jordan Reed and Trey Burton, some unknowns with injuries and role changing. Well, Njoku is a pure first-round talent. They draft him in the first round because he has great hands, great athleticism, create mismatches. Now you have a legitimate quarterback there in Taylor, Baker Mayfield as well if they need him at some point. But Todd Haley, there's been a knock that oh, he doesn't use tight ends well, but a special talent like this, anybody, any coach is going to see. i got to use him. Some flux in the receiving core trying to figure out Antonio Callaway and Rashard uh, Higgins, Des Bryant could be in the mix as well with Landry and all that. But Najoku, he's going to get the targets. He's going to get uh, the production in, in scoring position a lot. And that's he's, I could see him getting eight, around eight touchdowns, about 800 yards, and that's solid there for a tight end one. Cameron Brait, still underrated. Ranked 16th, ADP of 19. He just gets a junt. He was number eight in position, number nine in points per game. O.J. Howard, he still had a pretty good time split there, but they remember they gave Braid an extension as well as drafting Howard and uh, locking him up. So they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets. You're going to see a situation where they maybe go away from the Adam Humphrey situation and Deshaun Jackson and use a lot of uh, bodies there with Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. So I see Braid being on the field a lot. He's a favorite of both quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick early in the season and James Winston. Uh, you see a lot of checkdowns from Fitzpatrick, a little Harvard connection with Braid. So Braid is going to keep producing as a back end, tight end one for me, even with Howard on the field. Eric Ebron is a high upside tight end two, ranked 17th, ADP of 20. He's going to be used maybe as a little bit more of a slot receiver. Chester Rogers hurting there. You have uh, T.Y. Hilton and Ryan Grant. You have Jack Doyle at the other tight end. But a lot of two tight end sets. We know the Eagles used that with Frank Reich a lot last year. They're going to adopt that, try to get the ball out of Andrew Locke's hands quickly. They know going back to the days of Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen, those two tight end sets really worked well for Luck to protect him, give him a little bit more support, and to give him a versatile receiver. And I think Ebron's going to do that in a deep sleeper for sure. Continuing with that is Austin Safarian Jenkins, big body. We liked him a little bit in the Jets, flashed, really faded though. I, he's going to be bigger. Fu- this uh, Jaguars team really uses the tight ends well, and I think you'll see that with Austin Safarian Jenkins here. ASG and Blake Bortles have had good chemistry here. They've tried to work this with Mercedes Lewis to a degree. They tried with Julius Thomas, but Safarian Jenkins can kind of blend the most, best, best of both worlds. They like throwing to the tight end there, playing in the West Coast offense, playing off the running game. So some good scoring opportunities for Samarian Jenkins, a solid deep sleeper at ADP 18 and rising. We look at Benjamin Watson. His ADP is going the other way. Number 30, position ranking is 22. He was uh, tight end 16 last year, so not that far down, and the Ravens weren't that good. And he was a tight end 8 just a few years ago in the same Saints offense with Drew Brees in 2015 so he's a little older he's slowed down a little bit but he can be helpful for you as a tight end too again without marking room in those first four games they're going to need a way to finish in the red zone and michael thomas and watson are going to be those factors there so i could see watson getting two or three scores there in the early part 
and uh, being solid there throughout the season if you need him. And they really missed that, and they liked that position in New Orleans. Mike Gesicki, you look at rookies, I think I'd rather have him than Hayden Hurst because Hayden Hurst is going to have to split some time there with Mark Andrews a little bit. Mike Gesicki also has a guy in uh, Durham Smythe, but Gesicki is going to have to be a key part of the Dolphins' offense. They have questions about Devontae Parker, need an intermediate receiver. they got Danny Amendola and Albert Wilson also as new targets, unfamiliar for Ryan Tannehill. So Gesicki is a sleeper there, deep one as a potential tight end two that you can use later in the season, worth Drafting as a backup, position ranking 24, ADP 21. And then Tyler Croft, way out there. Position ranking is 29, ADP is 47. If you hear more and more about Tyler Eifert being hurt, keep in mind that Tyler Croft was the tight end 11 last year. A lot of touchdown, touchdown dependent, but this position in general is touchdown dependent. 42 catches, 404 yards, and seven TDs last year while Eifert was on the shelf. So there's some trust in this offense, but Andy Alden, there's no more Brandon LaFell. They're figuring out if John Ross is going to be a big play threat. Tyler Boyd's okay in the slot, but they're going to need some red zone weapons here. Mix in in the running game. The offensive line should be better. That should open up some things. Off play action for Croft in the end zone. So if Eifert is hurting, Eifert's now going 15th ranked. There's a high end tight end two where you just can't completely can't trust him to stay healthy. So, I would rather take a flyer Croft. We're going to watch Eifert's health closely here in the preseason, but that's where I would go, sleeper. So there you go. There's your value picks across the board at the four main fantasy positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Keep these guys in mind. Again, if you want an easy access to that cheat sheet, you can check out sportingnews.com. We'll update it as things change with these guys as well. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll check you out next week.